Hi, welcome to Sweetman Podcast. I'm your host, I'm Simon Sweetman. This is episode 267. My thanks to Yeasty Boys and Tea Leaf Tea. This is a conversation with Sam Ducker-Jones. He is a poet and he is a sculptor. Um, so his work is around and about in various uh, galleries and uh, public spaces, museums, and and he does exhibitions. Uh, and he's released two volumes of poetry, both th- through uh, Victoria University Press. Now, the first one came out in 2018. That is called People from the Pit Stand Up. And the brand new one, out just you know a few weeks ago, is called Party Legend. So in this conversation, Sam reads a couple of poems that are both from Party Legend. It's a, I mean, both books are wonderful. Uh, I think I give them plenty of uh, rave plugs during this conversation, but uh, but the new one is, I think, particularly great. And so it's nice to hear a couple of poems from that. Um, I don't know Sam hugely well, but we have done a couple of readings together, um, and we're going to do another one. We're both uh, performing at Schrodinger's Books in Petoni at the end of August for Poetry Day. So more about that uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, and I'm, uh, I love watching Sam read and listening to him he's brilliant at reading his work and so we know each other a little bit but um, got to know him a lot better after this conversation Uh, we talked about making art and about um, uh, coming to grips with the emotional baggage that can haunt you in your teen years Um, we got pretty deep in this conversation but we also just enjoyed talking about writing and processes and things like that as well Um, yeah I love Sam's work huge fan of it we also um, not at the same time but we've both worked at a bookshop in Newtown called Bookhaven so that is mentioned uh, in the podcast and the final poem that you'll hear is actually inspired by a conversation Sam had over the counter in that store which I could definitely um, imagine happening I feel like I had similar ones when I was there so uh, yeah that that's a fun little part of the story too uh, I hope you enjoy this do check out Sam's work there'll be a link to his website his his art is amazing as well um, I've seen some of his shows in galleries in Masterton uh, and around Wellington some of his work um, but yeah I love his poetry and I love this conversation this is me talking with Sam Ducker-Jones we don't know each other super well, but we've actually done a couple of readings a couple together. Of readings, yeah. And that's about it. And, and I know your work, you know. And, and yeah. we've got a reading coming up. And exactly, I was going to say, we're doing, we're doing another one. Mm. So, but I, so I definitely knew your work before I met you. Um, and probably I just thinking maybe I read a couple of poems on the spin-off and, or something like that, like someplace before the book came out. But your first book came out in 2018. Mm-hmm, that's right. And so that's probably when I really, you know, I... I wanted to check that out someone probably Mary told me about it actually someone t- would have said you've got to check that book out which I did and I loved it and then I've, of course I've I've, I've um, well in the in the book when the book came out I found out that you're an artist and I've seen a couple of times I've seen a couple of your um, shows that oh, have been on in Masterton yeah oh, and cool. um, and obviously stuff of yours online so I'm interested to know how you have come into those two worlds art and writing as two separate things that you kind of express yourself through I feel like I mean I feel like you keep them quite separate mm-hmm. well I I've been a um, obsessive maker like since the very beginning mm. um, all through all through um, primary school and high school I I was just always just fiddling and making things um, I yeah it's just 
my happy place is just to be fiddling and tinkering. Creating, yeah. yeah. Um, and then... Although creating sounds a bit lofty, doesn't it? <laughs> I like, I like yeah. your word of just tink, tinkering yeah. and mucking but, around. And but then I, it becomes had, that. I did have lofty ideas oh, yeah. <laughs> around my tinkering, though. <laughs> right, always. Yeah, yeah I was like, yeah, um, one day people were going to see my tinkering. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, and that's true. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really blessed in that regard. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, so I'd, I'd make things, but then, you know, you, you don't always have the materials at hand. Um, so you'd just kind of write about what you could make. And some and soon the sort of the descriptions of what I was hoping to make would kind of um, brush up against... A, mm. Not a poem, but a poetish, poem-ish kind of moment. Mm. And I, I think I grew increasingly aware that that was happening yeah and and what sort of age are you writing poems um i'm writing poems about animals when i'm a little kid Mm. sort of 10 yeah and then um i was a classically depressed teenager (laughs) like you know dictionary definition right (laughs) so i was writing poems about everything is so hard (laughs) yeah and no one understands me but also i was it actually broke my heart to look at those journals recently mm. um, and realise that I, I was never actually saying what was going on, which was that I was a scared gay kid. Right. And, um, but I couldn't actually write that down. So, so I, it know, came out as something else. came out as something else. came out as something... It came out as something that just wasn't actually true. I was mm. lying. Mm. There's all lies. <laughs> mm, mm. But, you know, that's, um, that's art and poetry. It's just lies, mm, right? Mm. You just kind of... Yeah. Well, when, you're, when your first book comes out, which is obviously a bit further down the track, um, I feel like there's nothing sort of scared about that. It's... it's. I was t- tired by that point. <laughs> <laughs> but it's... But what I mean is, there's a there's quite a there's quite a fierce playfulness oh, in that book. You know, it's a proud. I mean, both books are experimental, and um, but they but they're very different, aren't they? Both books. Yeah, I I think so. I didn't I didn't want to do the same thing twice. Of course, but I think this, yeah. the new book is um, wild and crazy in so many ways, but it's also um, refined and toned down somewhat from. You know, thanks. I I think so. I think it is yeah. more refined. Yeah. It's a more mature kind of um, assured mm. kind mm. of thing. Oh, I'm. I mean, I'm personally, yeah. I'm quite blown away by it. But, oh. but I think like also, uh, uh, yeah, it's just tighter and smaller than which tends to be the way, right? Like first I think books. So often yeah. are, are grandiose you know, and also like this might be my only chance for you to just pack everything that's into it. it yeah same with like debut albums and stuff right, it's right. Exa- you know it's like that here I am yeah this is what I'm trying to be yeah and then it's like oh well you know hopefully for people it's like I'll change tack and I'll pull back and I'll yeah. explore something else yeah now that after the dust settled Mm-mm. but so neither so this first book is, doesn't feel like a person that's still scared and wrestling with their sexuality at all. Well, the, um, we were just talking about, just before we started, the mm. kind of squishiness of time. Mm. Um, and 
now as I kind of begin to knock on the door of 40, mm. um, I can start to look back and put things into decade blocks. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that started big, that's beginning to be my privilege. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, you know, the 0 to 10 was, was real play. 10 to 20 was devastation. Okay. <laughs> um, 20 to 30 was um, coming to terms with things and experimenting mm. with um, art making mm. around that coming to terms. Mm. And that's when I kind of got into pottery and sculpture and, um, and started sharing that mm. kind of thing with the world. 30s has been a relief. Uh, I don't have to kind of figure it out anymore. I, I, I know what it is. Um, mm, you know who you are. I know who I and am. You've, that's why you've um, found your voice. Yes, and I don't have to be so inward looking necessarily. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's why um, maybe poem making has kind of leapt to the front mm. in terms of my creative output mm, mm. because um, it doesn't have to be so um, uh, d- d- um, what's the word I'm looking for I'm not I've, I've, I'm lost now <laughs> I've got lost no I, I mean I like how you just said poem making because uh, like on your website you say my preferred mediums are clay and poems yeah, and I, feel I like, like how you, you know I like how you say that like yeah. it's a medium. Yeah, well, I've I've counted as just more art making yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, um, I summon the same kind of energy, and I am in the same kind of headspace, and I I need it for mm. the same reasons. Mm. I need to to make stuff um, in order to carry on, mm. and. Um, it's just whatever's at hand. Sometimes it's clay and sometimes it's some words. Yeah, yeah and, um, you know, there's, there's good old-fashioned wordplay in your poetry, I think, particularly in the, in the new volume. Yeah. And, and so, again, I like that, that idea of, play, you know, playing with poems and talking about it as a type of play because also, you know, poetry, you know, everyone, people that do it and people that read it approach it differently, sure, but, it's it is a bit of a little game or a performance or something isn't it it's mm. not a even if we natural even, even if it feels very natural to go and write a poem or natural for a reader to gravitate to poetry books it's it's not um the obvious way to put something down to begin with at least you know it's some, it, it, it's a style of play it's something you learn it is a style of play yeah and therefore um, the you can and because it's a style of play, you can kind of use as many rules or as few rules as you yes. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As is the nature of play. And did that always kind of present itself and appeal to you about it? Like, did that you know? Can you look back and go, "This is why I found and stuck with this. Like, I got to, I got to play." Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And. Yeah, 
No, I'm, I'm a bit stuck now. So <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, it's, yeah, because I just think, like, you know, I mean, I've, like, for me, I've written all sorts of things across many different formats, but, I've like, a year ago, a lot of people started saying, when did you start writing poetry? Because I put a book out. Yeah. And it's like, like, it's something I'd just started doing. And it's like, oh, no, I did this when I was 13. Yeah. Like, I did this way before I ever wrote a record review. But because a lot of people knew that I wrote music reviews, they thought, you must have done that first. Well, it, it, because it's not, unlike other kinds of writing, it's not necessarily information sharing. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's it's a little, you're making... But it can a, be. It, oh, it absolutely can yeah, be, yeah, but, yeah. It, but it doesn't have to be. It can be, um, it can just be a mood or yeah. a, or some, a little piece of music even. Yeah, it yeah. can be some sound um, or just some colour or something completely brand new. Yeah. Um, it can be a little bit of electricity or um, a chemical reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like, I feel like, like for me, I feel like I'm an absolute failed poet that rebuilt myself as the kind of person doing the poetry I do now, you know. Um, and, I'm, and I'm real happy with that. It's like, like um, um, actors and alcoholics. <laughs> No, but I, just, I you know, break them down, yeah. hit rock bottom, build it, build yourself well, back up. Kind of yeah. like I, you know, when I was thirteen, I took poetry so seriously that I was reading, you know, Thomas Hardy oh, and you know, uh, yeah. all of that stuff, and you know, all of the, you know, all of Shakespeare's sonnets, and I was yeah. like studying it and trying to replicate it, just like you'd learn a batch of songs, and mm. you know, that, they were my covers. And then I was trying to write stuff that was just so wildly inauthentic, you know. And it's but that's good. how we everyone yeah. sets out anything, right? Is imitation. That's right. Yeah, you yeah, imitate yeah. your heroes, and then yeah. and then eventually you settle into your own voice. Totally. And I remember reading, you know, one of those books, one of the first books Bill Mannheim put out when when he started doing the course, and they would put out like those collections of sort of notes and essays oh, yeah. around it and stuff, and basically him articulating that and saying you know copy your favorite writer until you find your your voice sort of mm. thing and then your voice will emerge and i thought oh well that's that's reassuring because i think that's what i've been trying to do yeah. but i found that you know i i'd probably ditched poetry for a little bit because i knew i wasn't achieving anything from it like and that i wasn't it wasn't working and then when i went back to it it was kind of like Oh, now I've worked out some things. You know how I want to do it. I've worked out some things. Yeah, Ste- yeah. stepping away can be really valuable. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, and that's why it's good. Like me, like you and your different forms of writing. Mm. For me, it's my going doing sculpture for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've sort of I'm jealous and thinking of that. How that, uh, uh, you know, like for me, it's been very single focus of writing, writing. That that is my medium. Um, but I, I can't write an essay. Right. Like, it's, you know, we all yeah. have our, yeah, yeah, our, yeah. our strengths. Have, now, you know that because you've tried. I, do, I don't have those skills. I, yeah. can't, I can't. You just know that of yourself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, people, when you, people assume a writer can write any kind of writing, and it's like, no, there are different things. Yeah. And some writers can write across many of the you know but the, but even people who can who are very multidisciplinary with writing there's always something that they're best at mm-hmm. you know there are people who and when you're reading like well, you'll be reading an essay by a poet and you're thinking yes. this is a great essay by a poet 
yes yes that's right yeah 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 (laughs) and then you go and read their you know poetry and go oh that's you know and you can I mean also there's some of the best poetry is by people who are scientists and doctors and things like that I love I love those that kind of writing where that other life is Mm. has managed to sneak in yes yeah well I mean that was the thing wasn't it I mean I guess like for a long time it's, it's, it's obviously still the case but for a long time you couldn't be just a poet so no. you know like you know yeah. people like T.S. I mean, Eliot no that's right but people like T.S. Eliot and Ezra Pound were you know they had proper jobs they were yeah. doctors and <laughs> bankers and things like that and then they did poetry on the side and maybe that's how it should be should be yeah yeah I've always because otherwise so. you otherwise the poetry will get boring <laughs> yeah I think there's a, a strange you know like it's I think this is the tension at, 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 um, for many people involved in creativity, but yeah, I've always sort of thought, like, the best thing you can do is get yourself some sort of job, yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> and people say, oh, no, that's going to suck my will to live, and it's like... The thing, I think, I would like, I think it, I think it is important to have something, to be doing something that's separate mm. from your own practice. Mm. But it also be really lovely to get paid to do your own practice yes absolutely oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no totally um yes because it i mentally it's not really sustainable in my experience mm-hmm. to be doing it full time mm. i've i've tried it and it feels really luxurious and a dream but also you do stop ah, stop yeah. leaving the house. You start drinking too much. You start yeah. sleeping all the time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you've got because you've got to cope. Yeah, and the the, and also, irony, also, the also, irony there is your coping mechanisms are actually what reduce you from being able to cope. Yeah, and that sort of the the structure the structures of the outside world, are, you on you don't need them anymore, and so you kind of just kind of slip. Mm. Yeah. There's a nice thing too, I don't know if you've experienced this, but you're talking about your decades and and creeping towards your 40s. Well, I'm, I'm in my 40s, so maybe this is when this happened for me, but I found that um, I uh, now can really embrace and enjoy things um, without any competitive spirit towards oh, yeah. it. So, so I really like playing basketball. I'm terrible at it. I like it and I think I hid from doing that for a long time because the expectation isn't it nice to be a bit older yeah that's I, what I mean I love like, it so much yeah I would yeah. I wouldn't yeah sure I might like be prettier when I was like 21 <laughs> yeah but I wouldn't go back there for a million no dollars, no so no same it's just so nice to care yeah. less <laughs> yeah yeah I started playing the this all has just happened in the last year or two for me I've started playing the drums again and I don't you know and you can't you know if you're going to play the drum kit, people are going to hear you. Yeah. So, you know, whether they want to or not. So I just mm. don't care about that. And um, and, I, and I've i never been good at art, drawing, painting, any of that sort of stuff. But I've always wanted to give it a go. And so I've just started doing these, like, kind of scribble pictures and, Great. you know, things. And I'm just like, it's just really nice. And I, th- I really value a scribble. Yeah. I think yeah. that's one of my favourite kind of forms of expression. Yeah. I just, but to me it's been, and I, you know, nothing's come from it like I don't look at them and go oh that's going to inspire me to write something or you know n- nothing needs to come from it nothing I do it I take it. a quick photograph of it so that it's 
around and if I want to share it or whatever, it's, uh, you know, I've got some document of it. Yeah. And, and I, I, I think that this is um, something that I certainly struggle with and some RC people I've spoken about this with um, share this view that um, because sort of the arts aren't, uh, aren't very well supported and you do have to have your, you know, air quote, day job, then when you do sit down to make something, whether it's a song or a painting or a poem, it does feel like it has to count for something. Yeah, yeah. Because the time is so precious. Yeah. And that um, time of just scribbling for no particular reason yeah. is a luxury. And it shouldn't be because it's so important to the process, just playing, it not meaning anything, and letting the, um, the magic thing happen, sometimes just by accident. Well, and knowing how to recognise it and going, yeah. aha, it took three days, I wasn't looking for it, mm. and now it's just kind of appeared, and now that's something I can save and maybe show to someone someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I um, I started doing these sort of scribble things during the lockdown, and they were a perfect thing to do and I didn't recognise it immediately but they coincided with not just that but also giving up drinking and I so I think they became my thing to do with my hands when I was watching TV but it wasn't <laughs> yeah. reach for a glass of wine right. and I didn't connect that for a while but I can it's look really back and go that's what that was and so the, the best thing that I think happened was the first time I shared a picture of, on Facebook or I think it was Facebook um, someone said were you drunk when you did that? Which I thought was wonderful because... <laughs> it's, I love it. You know, yeah. it's just like, that's great. Like, and me and my not caring phase, that's the perfect thing to have happen. Cool. And it's just like, actually a million miles from that. Yeah. yeah. You know, but it's good. Like, that sort of stuff, it's really... Yeah. But, but you know, I've, I've been on both sides of what you were talking about in terms of I've had a day job and come home and just pounded out writing for... A little bit of extra money sometimes, like journalism stuff, blogging for stuff back in the day when that was a paid gig, uh, not you know not a hugely paid gig, but it was a paid gig. So yeah, I was getting some something financially out of it, but I was obviously it was always more than that. But also doing my own writing that I wasn't earning anything from. But I've also tried to make a living from writing, and then I've also, in more recent years, gone well. You can barely make a living from writing. I'm just going to embrace creativity but you do feel that stress of like exactly what you said everything you do has to count even if you're mucking around you you know there's such and then going back to working again as I said I've dipped in and out of it going back to working again and then just coming home and going well you know there, there's something really lovely and powerful about well I've done my work for the day whatever happens now is play which I think is really important. Mm-hmm. And so if something good comes, well, only good can come from that. But if something good artistically comes from that, that you want to measure in some way, it's basically a bonus rather than, you know, yeah. I now have to crack the whip on myself to create something, which is actually an awful thing, an awful lot of pressure to put on yourself. You're not going to make anything good. Well, even if case. you do, even if you do, um, there's... It, the we, you know it's going to run out like you're going to hurt yourself you're going to feel upset with yourself eventually you're going to um, 
you're going to have some kind of... You can, I also, I've, I've, I've sometimes in those situations felt like I have to share yes. something that I don't feel proud of. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. That's right. Like this evidence of, look, I'm actually working here. Yeah. Oh, this is what I'm... And I, I think I've felt that a lot lately of like, I'm going to show you that all the stuff I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. I'm put out in the world. Which is not because I want a pat on the back. I don't want a round of applause. But I want to prove to myself, not just whatever the audience is, that I am busy. And it's like, mm-hmm. actually, what an awful um, load of pressure to put on yourself. Yeah. A friend of mine many moons ago said that he's he's trying to um, uh, erase the word busy from his vocabulary, mm. Mm. especially when people ask what he's up to. And you know how you go, really busy. oh, I've been so busy. <laughs> like it's some kind of mark of, Again, like to validate yeah, yeah. your life. Yeah. So he goes, he goes, oh, I'm, yeah, I, today I um, had a nap. <laughs> and I made something to eat. Yeah. Um, I took the dog for a walk. Not, yeah, not much. Yeah. <laughs> and then you say something like, well, because he's in a band and he's a yeah. photographer and he's got kids so then you can ask questions about that because of course he is busy yeah yeah but but it's just kind of a it is a shit word he doesn't feel like he needs to prove it no prove again, himself by saying busy it's, yeah it, it was kind of a revelation to hear that yeah again again it's that you know and i recognize in myself that i've been doing this that competitive thing but as i say it's not competitive against anyone else but yourself actually mm. which is which is you know it's it's good to care but making yourself feel competitive against yourself uh, has pretty dire consequences like it's not sustainable no you know it's not it's not sustainable on your on your own kind of psyche mm. you know and you end up um so let's go back to you when you were first creating things were you what what was what what was going on in the household Do you have siblings or were you yep yeah 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 i've got uh, i'm the oldest of three i've got a brother and a sister yeah yeah and did you so did your makingness did your um, busyness with sorry being busy with making <laughs> did that have you know an influence on the on the younger siblings or with the uh, big, yeah. do you think yeah totally um, me and my brother had and I feel bad saying this because my my sister was a bit younger and the the fact of the matter is that she was just a little bit outside of the club for a while and right yeah. still. She still feels bad about that, and I understand. But these are the facts. <laughs> um, uh, so me and my brother were um, we we lived in a whole separate world um, with made up characters, storylines, communities. Wow. Um, and just were happiest playing together on our own. Yeah. And we have reams and reams of um, drawings and um, sketches and like. Um, uh, descriptions and things of these worlds, and, and you you knew every part of it. It made oh, sense to you guys. intimately. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're best friends in our neighbourhoods. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's it's still quite alive to me. I don't know how alive it is to him, mm. but it still feels quite alive to me. So um, yeah, that kind of creative spark was there from, mm. from pretty early on. Mm-mm. And what did you want to go and? And do it with yourself. Um, I did not want to go to university. Yeah. 
that was something I knew for sure. Yeah. I did want to be um, a classical musician, a sculptor, and a conservationist. Those are my three things that yeah. I wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you've obviously got to tick off one one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. How close did you come to ticking off the others? Um, uh, not close. I, um, I played cello all through high school, um, and I still tinker with it sometimes, but that's a very sort of private thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, I still love being in nature, going on bushwalks yeah. and reading, reading about animals and birds. I tried in 2019 to go to university. Finally, I was like, I'm ready mm. to do it. Um, and I'm going to be a scientist. And so I went and I, um, I tried, but you know, that they, do you know what you have to do at university? write essays <laughs> I can't do that <laughs> and I can't do homework and I can't I just I don't work well with others <laughs> so I so I bailed yeah. but I I mean I loved the lectures yeah and I loved I loved reading the textbooks yeah it was, that sounds it sounds pretty familiar I mean I, I I did eventually go back to university and complete a degree but I I, I had different but similar struggles I mean mm. I, I actually quite liked writing essays mm. but I also liked that escape hatch mentality of of I'll just do it the day it's due or the night oh. before and then if I fail I think I think this is what I was doing if I fail I can go oh well I just did it at the last minute oh, and, that's if, and if I scrape through yeah. I can go imagine how well I would have done if I'd really tried Right. You know, and so that worked out pretty well for a while, yeah. and then it didn't. And when it didn't work out <laughs> at all, I was able to just go, "Well, I'll just mm. leave. It's not their. F it's not my fault. It's theirs." I should have gone to trade school. Mm. That's what should have happened, but because of stop snobbiness and classism, <laughs> it wasn't presented as an option. Right. It wasn't in the universe that yeah. I existed in. It, it was, was. It was go and do this or. Go and study like okay. English or something at university, yeah. which I just I that was just not something I wanted to do. So I didn't know what to do. So I just bummed around for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And what sort of things would occupy you outside of your own art practices? Well, there wasn't really an art practice to speak of until um, I think I was I think I let's say I was twenty six. Right. Um, when I started to kind of take it a bit more seriously and say, yeah, this is what I was doing. I really did. I was hopeless for, for a while. Mm. Um, yeah. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And are you comfortable, uh, comfortable talking about that at all, and comfortable with that now? Or does it bring back... It makes me sad to think yeah. about. Yeah. But also makes me a bit cross to think about because um, lots of... Um, Lots of young people don't know what they're doing. And so I think young people should get a pension. <laughs> well, you know, what, what this is, you know, reminding me of, and uh, which is never that far from me these days, but, you know, my, my bottoming out years were probably 21 to 26. Yeah. Or 20 to 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm getting at. Your story is sounding familiar to me. Like, yeah. And I'm also, and I've had this conversation 
with a few people on this podcast and then with a lot a lot more people off off tape but um i i i think this is a thing that affects predominantly males in new zealand okay at that time and age and i don't know if it's just i don't know if it's a bit of um good old-fashioned unaware at the time white male privilege too that we can kind of get through because you know my bottoming out years were were pretty luxurious in the scheme in the scheme of things you know i Um, i didn't i wasn't homeless i wasn't destitute even emotionally i was just a bit of a stupid lazy bum yeah when it came down no i i have thought about that yeah it wrecks me with guilt a bit i went went to it started early i went to hut high um in the 90s and um from sort of fifth form on i i would just skip class most of the time Mm. but i never got teachers calling home or i mean i got detention sometimes but Mm. no one was really worried Mm. because yeah white i guess yeah and also i knew that there were others others yeah. Other students, brown students, were, were getting it. in a lot of trouble mm. for skipping class, same mm. amount as I was. Mm. Yeah. So you pose no threat, you know, and uh, like uh, um, physically and and sort of spiritually or yeah. philosophically or whatever, right? Like they go, they 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 go. That's a kid that'll sort their shit out, that's or someone will help them sort their shit out. They've got a support network. That's what was going on. Yeah. So yeah. that's why you don't. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so you feel kind of um, shit about that, right? Like I do when I think back, like, like really lucky that, but also uh, you know how what a, what a fucking waste of time. That's yeah. how I feel a bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, don't I don't dwell on no, no. the the fact that I kind of got this free pass for mm. not going to school. I think it's shitty that other kids didn't get a free pass for not going yeah, to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The part I dwell on more is that school sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, like, a lot for a lot of people, it's just not what you should be doing. I'm smart. Yeah. I like learning, but, but I just I, that I, way I, and that. I'm not meant for classrooms. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I'd love to um, be in a workshop making things or going on a bushwalk and learning the mm. names of plants or, um, yeah. I'm, but it sounds like, I mean, you were wrestling with something else as well, right? I was definitely wrestling with something else because I was terrified of my sexuality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when did you um, when did you first feel that terror? Like, when did that, you know, when did you... Um, you know, 10 or 11 when yeah. things start changing and um, boys and girls start going out and I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I just, I just felt... Yeah cornered yeah and you can't address that with anyone can't address it with anyone it didn't come up in in sex education yeah it didn't come up at the dinner table dinner table yeah it didn't come up anywhere there were just no words for it it was just unspoken yeah and you thought I thought I was the only one but of course I wasn't no there would have been dozens of other kids at my school yeah yeah um yeah, but it's just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, uh, it feels like that conversation is a little bit more open, a little oh, bit I'm more so, I'm so regularly happy. now, It just, right? like, fills my heart with, yeah. like, utter joy. Yeah. And, you know, I'm kind of... <laughs> like, I hang around with a lot of 20-somethings. 
because mm. I feel like I've got to go through that phase properly now. Yeah, right. I've got to. I've got to get. I don't mean like having sex with young people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just feeling comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, the and, uh, the the emotional upliftment. Yeah. That, that um, young people. Yeah. Can when 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 they're allowed to take their time to get their shit together can feel. Yeah. And you didn't have that because yeah. you um, you were closeted. Yeah. Um, so or cornered, as cornered. you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what we were talking about before with mm. about um, being uh, arriving at a certain point in life where you don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. So got that tick. Yeah. Very happy to have yeah. received that certificate. Yeah. And um, and now I'm going to go and like spend it on um, some kind of pretend early twenties time just. <laughs> Just because I didn't get it, I didn't have, I didn't get to have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just want to have it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'll stop it before it turns into a midlife crisis. I yeah. promise. <laughs> 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 um, and and so tell me about um, how the how the how the poetry kind of builds up. I mean, how we get to how we get to a debut volume of poetry. Um, well, I was I was living in Featherston. Um, where, where I had moved because I wanted a big workspace for making art in, and mm. you could afford that over yeah, there. Yeah. Um, back then, can't now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's amazing how uh, well everywhere, but it's amazing how uh, far along Featherston has come. I know. Because like, I'm just someone who has driven through it basically for the last quarter century. I know, and it had such a bad reputation. Yeah, yeah. like violent. Yes. Sort of just yeah. the. the biggest dump yeah yeah and it's such a cool place to visit now yeah. and it, you know it wasn't really wasn't that long ago that if you didn't know anyone from there which i didn't you would have no need to stop there and oh. and, and 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 as you say you'd actually be it'd be suggested don't bother don't or don't actually bother. don't do it don't and all this sort of shit yeah. and it's like the ta- town happens, doesn't actually yeah. look that different but it just has this feel about it now. yeah well there's some town pride mm. which mm. goes a long way yeah so you were living there, you had a space there where you could work. Yeah, and um, and I had friends who were writing poems, and so I kind of came out as someone who yeah. liked writing poems yeah. too. Yes, <laughs> I've I've had this conversation before. I've I've said that poetry is a bit like you know, and I don't I I, I feel I have to be careful how I say it. Um, it as you know, the the cliche of privileged straight white male, but. Poetry is a bit of a coming out to people around you. It is. I, I think. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. think you know, yeah. it's a bit of a dirty word, <laughs> a bit of yeah. a dirty word or a strange. It feels like it's not so dirty now, these days. Totally. But for a long time, yeah, it really was like a. Oh, all right, fine, you. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he, oh, he's I'm, writing poetry. That's it. That's when I'm when I'm saying that I'm yeah. thinking about myself as a teenager and yeah. in my, and in my early twenties, yeah. and then I sort of ditched it for a while in my twenties, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. But you know, just because I was. I kind of pick myself up and got a job and stuff, but yeah, it's a it's a kind of like you find your people yeah. that are accepting of that. But That's now, right. yeah. So um, so I I, I had a, a a couple of friends over there who were who I became really close to, and um, we'd kind of share things now and then that we'd written, and it kind of boosted my confidence. Then one mm. of the friends went and did the IIML masters, mm. um, and would kind of you know, give me the gossip about what was going on in that workshop and, um, yeah, the ups and downs of it all. Mm. Um, and all through that time, we continued to share what we were writing with each mm. other. 
And so I applied for the next year. And miraculously, with no previous university experience, <laughs> um, I was accepted. Um, and and it was a, a, a wonderful time. I, had, I think I had a pretty cool class. Like I had, I had some really talented people in there with me and um, and learned an awful lot, found my who, voice. Who were some of them? Um, Tateable was mm. in my class, SMA Vanapiri was in my class, um, Suda Rao was in my class, Rebecca Priestley was mm. in my class. Like it was... Yeah, it's an amazing lineup. It, it really <laughs> I was. mean, in a year it's an amazing lineup, year, kind of, right? Because like, yeah. I've talked to a lot of people for this podcast and I always say, so who were some of the people? And every time it's like blah 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 and they're like names i know and anyone listening knows yeah um but that that speaks to the importance and the yeah. legacy of that class i think so um but and you, i know people can be a bit eye-rolling about yes, it yeah and i i understand that yeah for, like it, it invites eye-rolling <laughs> yeah yeah for sure but um but i really got an awful lot out of it um and just learned how to I had a lot of scraps before, which were almost poems, and mm. and then I just learned how to actually them together and complete a poem. But yeah. it's it strikes me as you were saying that you know you got on and you you know and it worked for you. It strikes me that that was the kind of learning environment you'd been craving. You yeah, know, and you were saying I'm I'm not dumb. Absolutely, um, and I like to learn, yeah. but I didn't really like the school system and how that worked. Yeah, it was it was ten people yes. and and uh, um a co- like a coordinator to supervisor mm. sitting in a room talking about things they liked and didn't like about poetry yeah, yeah. And, and reading things to each other yeah yeah um, and was, giving you you're basically they're giving you a license for poetry that's what yeah. you're earning and space to kind of write bad poetry yeah, too yeah and yeah that was really really useful so that and then um uh and because as in Someone who always liked making art, but was had been a bit of a scaredy cat. I, I don't really have artist friends. I have friends who are like um, government workers and lawyers and mm. contractors for this and that. Because <laughs> mm. artists are scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I just made my stuff in private. So this the this was that course was kind of like my art school as well, and I got to talk about creative processes. I got to, I learned about myself and not just in a creative way, but also in sort of uh, a sort of deep personal way about sort of gender and sexuality and stuff. We that all that stuff came up. It was bigger than poetry. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. And I guess that that first book is kind of the diary of yeah, that year. Yeah. 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 As is often the way with. Um poetry in particular that comes out of that course yeah i think totally it can be read afterwards as yeah. well, this is my diary basically yeah. yeah and so and and also like we we're talking about before that well this might be the only time i ever do this so yes. i better just like pack everything into it mm. so that's that book yeah yeah well that's the there's that famous uh quote that's one of those ones like like a lot of famous quotes it gets um you know, it shares its attribution, gets um, mis, 
diagnosed <laughs> as who came up with it first, but famously Elvis Costello said, you've got your whole life to make your first album and only 18 months to make your second. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, that's very much alive in literature too, certainly yeah. with poetry, that, you know, the first book is your whole life up until that point. Yeah, and then you've made a little bit of an, a, tiny, <laughs> a teeny tiny little squeak of a noise. Yes. And before it fades away, mm. you've got to kind of remind people that you still exist. Is that what you mean? Yes, and <laughs> and no one cares about the backstory because the backstory's happened. That's happened. So in a, in a little old place like New Zealand that's rife with a tall poppy syndrome, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of like, oh, so you're a failure all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> with, your, with your second book. It's what people say seem to almost be lining up to do right yeah I felt a big permission slip with the second book to um, because I had done all the kind of confessional narrative yes. <laughs> type thing yeah. I was like oh cool I don't have to do that again Yeah. I can just be I can just permission to play granted again yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. do you want to read something or is that sure. putting you on the spot or no I, you... I'd love to and so I'd heard you, before you read it, I'd heard you read this and loved it. And then when I read it in the book, I didn't instantly recognise it, And then when I got, which I liked because I still liked it. Mm-hmm. But then I got to the notes at the end oh, yeah. and I went back and read, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. that You know, as soon as I saw the note, I was like, oh, of course. Um, and I went back and read it trying to replicate the sound effect which I hadn't done the first time oh uh, yeah so I kind of I, wondered got, I if kind I sh- of got two poems out of oh, it oh good which I love cool cool because yeah. I did wonder if I should have put, put the note, that on, note the on the page no no I think that's I, cool because yeah. people it still worked that's what I mean I got two poems out of it okay and I'd already and, I, and some level I already knew it I'm pleased yeah yeah um okay and actually at that event that mm. I was just at earlier um, mm. I chatted about this poem briefly. Oh yeah. And um, do you want to do you want to hear about that? Yeah. Okay. So um, I I am a big eavesdropper on public transport. Yes. I think it's a really like fertile place to find um, beginnings for poems mm. and just some choice lines here and there and mm. and voices that aren't your own. You try on some different costumes and things. Yeah. Um. So I always do that, and um. And that kind of links to um, this thing I've been working on for a while but can't figure out how to actually do it, which is um, the Kreutzer Sonata, which is, um, you may know, it's a piece by Beethoven that later inspired a novella by Tolstoy Mm. and then was turned into a dance, which I saw in the early 2000s, and then saw the... New Zealand String Quartet to play a version of it in, in 2019, I think. And so there's just, I like how this one like little thing has kind of rolled on like that. And the story in the Tolstoy um, version is that this man sits on a train and someone comes and sits down next to him and confesses to a murder and just um, spills the beans. And that kind of really locked in with my eavesdropping mm. habit <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out where to go with it and I don't know where to go with it but I'm, I'm enjoying meditating on it and what it might become yeah yeah so this is an eavesdropping poem yeah 1255 to Masterton but he was always a smart ass didn't 
the way he'd treat me in the shop. Smartass, didn't, didn't. Big dope smoker, didn't, didn't. I saw him drunk once round Chili Bay. I thought, you judge us, didn't. Like all pot smokers, didn't, didn't. He thought he was superior, didn't. He said, we're totally mortgage free. I said, good on ya, didn't. He said, we travel every year. I said, good on ya, didn't. But are they classy? Didn't, didn't. She was classy, didn't. She brought nice bags back from Vegas, didn't. Look, didn't. Fashion week, we should go, didn't. Didn't, didn't. Didn't. And to Italy. Italy. Didn't. Classy. Didn't. The Italians. Didn't. Didn't. Or France. Didn't. 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 No. France is dangerous now. And not at our age. Didn't. But we'll go somewhere. Didn't. We'll save some money. Didn't. Christchurch, didn't, or something. I was thinking Sydney, but then I thought never, didn't, 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 never, never, never. It's all right to cry at a funeral, didn't. You enjoy it, didn't, didn't. You enjoy it, didn't, didn't, didn't. The day David died, my life became a struggle. Yeah, I love that. I got to see you read that, and um, before it was in the book, so that's in the new book. Yes. And um, I feel like um, there's more than one eavesdropping poem in that book. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, you know you saying that I was I was rereading it this morning and thinking there's a lot of eavesdropping that's gone on because because I think you know. It's almost a cliche in writing to do that in a good way. Is like, it? Oh, well, dear. I hope so. No, 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 no. What I mean in writers, not in writing. Like, oh, okay. Sorry. Like I, I feel like I'm a enormous eavesdropper. Yeah. Like I'm always hearing things and going, you yeah. know, we'll save um, that. Save that's that. yeah, that's coming. And yeah. in fact, I'm the way it works for me is I, I'm dredging up memories from years ago and remembering things that happen. Mm. You know, and and reporting speech you know they're not quite direct quotes but it's all informed from that oh yeah, yeah. like yes i think that's a, a, a an important point is um yeah sure eavesdrop 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 i encourage everyone to eavesdrop yeah. and record record away but um don't be bound by what somebody has actually said yeah yeah like you're the creative person um Change it up. Yeah, yeah. Let it, let it. Poetic um, license is poetic license. Yeah, yeah. Remember? Yeah. Let it, let it um, become its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a seed. Like yeah. You can keep some bits of it, but you can, you know, turn something new. It's there yeah. to be manipulated. Yeah, yeah. But there's yeah there's um, lots of like overheard conversations or yeah. you know uh, little yeah eavesdroppings yeah. scattered throughout that. Do you work at um, Bookhaven sometimes? I have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah just recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Because it's, um, it's fun, yeah. Yeah, it's great. You, you were there. I used to work there yeah. too. Um, yeah. Um, that was just before I moved to Featherston, actually. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, one of them in here is from... 
I wondered. I was going to ask you because I saw the note about uh, it being yeah. from a bookshop, yeah. and I was like, and I felt that because oh, you know because yeah. I've been behind that counter, mm-hmm. so I was like, tell me, tell me that's from there. Yeah, <laughs> it is. yeah. maybe maybe you've even met him. <laughs> probably yes, probably. Yeah, maybe we can um, compare a couple more notes on that um, off off recording. But okay. but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, not because I've worked in retail on and off mm-hmm. for a long time. Like I've worked in a few different. I think it's my third bookstore, and I even worked in a video store back oh, when we had the more, dream. More, yeah, well, yeah. it was, and um, and a, a few record stores too. So, yeah, customers have given me lots of poems, yeah. and and have appeared in lots of reviews yeah. over the years. Yeah, whether they know it or not, some of them <laughs> do know it and are happy with it. Oh, cool. I don't think anyone's unhappy. Um, you know, but yeah, they they do, uh, and 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 not not always sending them up like people give you great ideas and uh, you learn a lot in retail from some amazing people that's something i have a little bit of a a, just a teeny tiny little bit of regret about in in that in the first book yeah in the first book because i feel like it does rub up a little bit close to taking the piss sometimes yeah right um yeah. yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And you, you, you know, this, I've been thinking about this a lot. This whole idea of, um, I think a lot of people have been talking about it about who owns a story, mm-hmm. because you know I know the um, Charlotte Grimshaw memoir brought that up in a lot of reviews because she was reacting to, you know, essentially her dad's um, set of memoirs mm-hmm. and saying that that's not the only truth. That's not the only truth, yeah. and this can also happen in like poems you write if you are writing about someone else. Um, who who who's real, or you're borrowing something of the, you know, a lot of times they won't know, but if they if they are real, you can kind of get that wrong, yeah. and uh, you know, my my dad reacted quite badly to his representation in my book, which um, I, I'm not that sad about it, but I'm a little sad about it because a couple of my friends have gone, oh, I really like all the mentions of your father. They're really sweet. And I'm like, oh, he didn't think so. <laughs> so that's the bit that bums me out. I think it's fine. I think it's fine because he's a classic example of like, well, I'm, I'm amazed he read it. Basically, it's probably the only book of poetry he'll ever read. Oh, he's not nice, a, so, so I feel like that's the, yeah, that's that's the big tick. Yeah. That's right. And he actually finished it. Yeah, cool. Because, um, uh, and I'm not, not, um, mocking him for not reading poetry he actually doesn't read a lot of books mm. you know he's just a guy who reads the newspaper mm. and that's been his reading so for him to even read it mm-hmm. without me asking him to I didn't nervously put a copy in front of him or anything I just released it and then yeah. you know my mum read it and then she she told me that he'd read it well that's cool yeah you and know? now it, and now it's done it's done yeah <laughs> that's right yeah. yeah but so that sort of thing comes up that idea you know so yeah I know what you mean about sometimes feeling a bit like you could be taking the piss like I've I've mentioned people in poems actually plenty of pe- real people I know and, and named them but I'm not really trying to take the piss out of them yeah at all but yeah also you know we look, we grow and learn yeah I, I I'm sure if I thought really hard about it, I could probably think of examples of times in the past where um, lines I've written or um, views expressed in, in art that mm. I've made mm. have been, would be kind of unacceptable today. Mm. And I think that I'm like a progressive, yes. open person. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, I fuck up and I have 
I have views which need to be challenged for sure. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just say, well, okay, good. I'm glad that now I know, and the the next time, um, I won't make similar mistakes, or I'll try to have a different attitude about it, or um, I won't wade into that territory. Yeah. Or I know any number of things. Yeah, it's interesting. Like the the writing can be the confession of um, you know accepting your own ignorance or your own and people will still tell you off about it which is kind of strange like I shared this thing just the other day that is all about how we teased my auntie for not liking horror movies and I went and hid in a rubbish bin with an axe and scared the shit out of her when I was a teenager and that's a really dumb thing to do and it's awful and it's a little bit funny but it's also kind yeah of yeah that's right but it's also really horrific and the horrific thing is I had a fucking axe so how did we both come out of it all right in the end like yeah. something could have gone wrong not yeah. just the not just the bullying kind of nature of it but uh, I shared it for that reason for, well for all of those reasons because it is a little bit funny and it is also kind of silly and, and and just stupid and then I got people telling me off and going you know you're a real bully for doing that and it's kind of like well, it sort of explains that, you know. I don't, you know, that's that's fine that that's your outcome. I'm not gonna, t- I'm not gonna say well, duh, because then you might think that I'm now bullying you. Mm. But you know, it's it's tricky this stuff. I think you're right. Like all you can do is all you can do is be open to, um, to to new things and also and to new um, perspectives on things, and and also to the idea that what you might write is bound to the in some sense is bound to the time when you wrote it bound to the time when you write it and um and you know i'm you're not there to write for everybody either yeah 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 you're you're you are only your own voice well your voice um can be a consistent voice but it it's it's also bound to the page that it's on yeah. so that's that thing again of being bound to the time but also with that first book <laughs> i i feel a bit embarrassed about parts of it or um sorry about yeah. parts of it but that's that's just that's just me <laughs> well Lots i think that's just people, writers too. people in the one and upper are <laughs> yeah. like oh it's a lovely sir to the one and upper and i'm like oh is it <laughs> okay yeah sure <laughs> but i think that's just writers and, and i was stunned with how quickly you know and put the palms in my book are taken across I don't know, four or five years, some of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. No, no longer than that, but maybe, yeah, whatever, three or four years, something like that. Um, I was stunned with how quickly I felt on some level like I moved on from it. Like, it really is. As soon as it comes out, you're like, right. well, hey, because you've, you've lived with it for longer than yeah. anyone else. Now, so, that's done. Yeah, yeah. On to the next thing. That's yeah. right. So it's like, I'm not, ashamed, I'm not ashamed of it, but... I've, you know, I very quickly moved on to reading new things mm-hmm. and just one or two things from the book and going, oh, yeah. yeah, by the way, there's this book. So if you do want to check that out, here's a poem from it. You know, like, oh, but here's the new... Yeah, yeah, isn't it funny? Yeah. And there's that's right, there's no way to be cool about that, like, yeah. at all. It's always a little bit awkward. Yeah. But it's just funny how quickly that happens. Yeah. I think, I feel like with this new book, I'm going to be able to sit with it for longer mm. because there is less... I in it. Yes, I was just going to say that, and that makes it more um, many things, but it also makes it more mysterious. But more mysterious, and a but I think ma- makes it able to 
evolve a yeah, little live, bit. Yeah, live, live for longer in a different way. Yeah, and take on different different colours and costumes. Um, yeah. Yeah, just, so, yeah, just I actually set out to try and not write I at all. Yeah, it. which is a challenge, right? Like, yeah. yeah, and then the title poem is just I, me, 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 yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I mean, people read things diff- in different ways, but with poetry, I'll always read it from beginning to end the first time like a like a novel or anything else uh, very rare will I you know a type I won't look at a table of contents and go oh I'm intrigued by that title I'll actually approach it like a chapter book but then I'll go back and dip in and out mm-hmm. and, no, you, and I, your I'm book good. is I'm, a big one for that oh cool I'm, yeah, I'm glad that you do that I do that too because I think yeah. well the, the poems have been put in this order for that's a reason that's exactly it and yeah. someone I heard someone talking about this recently and I've really enjoyed this concept so like let's use your book as an example so like you've got do you know how many poems are in here no no yeah <laughs> so say there are 20 okay then um and there's probably a bit more than that but say there are 20 um the idea is that there are 20 poems and then the 21st poem is the book itself that the whole book taken on its, as a book becomes the 21st poem Oh yeah, and so I really like that because it's like that's lovely. Yeah, and it's true too because that that idea that you know you you and some other people presumably on some level, um, you know your publisher, um, but you have ordered this, you yeah. have chosen, and and just decided. So why wouldn't the reader want to follow the sequence? No, I, I like that yeah. very much. Yeah, but I love that idea that so yeah so like the death of music journalism is a poem and and it's comprised of all of the poems in it and your book party legend is a poem i mean you've got a title poem called that but you've also got the book as its own big Mm -hmm. book-sized poem and yeah so i read them that way but then the ones that you go back to you 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 can dance around and amongst them Mm -hmm. which i think is really cool and and i feel like this you know new book in particular is one for that where you're just going to want to you know enjoy them in different sequences and different sort of you know you because you play around with the form a lot in this book there's a lot of different styles of yeah. poem yeah my um my aim is to one day make a collection of poems that are um a uniform in form all the way through mm, mm. i find that a really attractive yeah i um project idea um, I mean, I think it'll be incredibly challenging. Yeah. So they so they look alike. Yeah. But they are on different. Getting on to totally different things, things. But, but yeah, the form yeah. is the same. It's interesting. Like, yeah. That. Yeah. I I just I really like that when I'm reading a, a book of poems. Mm. But you know sometimes say say I had decided that all the poems in the book were going to be five two line stanzas. Mm. I mean that would look so nice mm. and probably be really satisfying to read. Yeah. Um. But sometimes a poem's done after three lines. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes a poem has to be 13 yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah. And I just, I, I'm, I'm excited by the challenge, but it means, I, mean, you, I think to do that, you're going to, you have to be cool with just like cutting good stuff. Mm, mm. <laughs> and yeah, you're right. Like really peering back and really going, these yeah. are the ones that look right together and talk yeah. talk to each other and these are the lines that 
Yeah. You know, these are the lines that structurally support this poem and this is all it needs to live. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, um, it's definitely fun and interesting putting those sorts of challenges on something. But, but how much do you write? Like, are there, is there, is there a whole lot of stuff that could have been in this book if you were that sort of person, or is there only, or did you scrape together enough to make this book? Like, no, I took a lot out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, di- I didn't want this one to be uh, um, everything I possibly have because, sure, this is the second time, but I might not ever do it again. <laughs> yeah. Story. Yeah. I, I wanted, <laughs> um, I wanted it to be more intentional with what I what I put in and just yeah. just the things that work and I actually had a have a suite of poems that I'm really fond of which is like it's like sexy poems mm. and they were in there and other not because that's not the book yeah yeah they don't belong in there yeah and but you don't sound I mean you know you've had a good publishing experience you don't sound I presume you don't sound put off by the idea of publishing your two books have come out relatively closely together yeah you know, um, it's been a couple of years, three years. Yeah, 2018, 2021. Yeah. I know, it's been great and a, an enormous honour and um, and I feel, uh, you know, I feel really lucky. Um, it does, both times I was wrecked with anxiety and had a couple of meltdowns. Yeah. The first one, my skin all started peeling off my whole body. Wow. Including my eyelids and the palms of my hands. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, the second one, I uh, emailed the publisher, not even in the middle of the night, I think it was like <laughs> the afternoon, <Yeah. laughs> the really reasonable hour, and said, um, pulp it, pulp the whole thing. How much does it cost? I'll pay. I can't have this going into the world. Wow, really? At, at, you know, at a um, state where it's happening. Like, yeah, they were already printed and done oh wow that late yeah, yeah and they they hadn't they weren't in shops yet but they had gone out to reviewers or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. yeah so uh, your publisher's obviously a publisher that's been in in the game for a long time <coughs> yes i got an email back so they probably had they probably had yeah i got an email back that sounded like it was from <laughs> from the file that they go to when yeah. the, the author's having a meltdown. Oh, Troubled just, yeah, author yeah, reply. Yeah, uh, yeah send, send them that reply. And, yeah, it worked. <laughs> it worked. I was going to say, so, yeah, because that must happen, like, yeah. on, you know. On, I hope so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, was it like that for you? No, but I, no, but I'm different. Um, but I did have some, anxiety of course a, a, a little bit yeah right. I did have some um, mild concern around it existing actually in the world mm. um, and I think I've had so many years of you know publishing and being damned for it right um, that it You're hardened. Of, yeah it kind of didn't matter it's right. sort of like this is going to happen and you know I I guess my concern that I had, that concern makes it sound a little bit too worrying, but but the thing I was mildly troubled by was the idea, which in a way is its own form of arrogance, was the idea that someone was going to do a hatchet job review on me because they felt like I'd done hatchet job reviews on people. <laughs> and I've that, mostly got hatchet job reviews. Did you? Mostly. Lot for both. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. Well, the first one's still so new. Certainly yeah. the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't think I've noticed reviews of your book. I mean, I've seen a review of the new book that I thought was okay, but I don't think I remember reading reviews of the first book. Yeah, pe- people didn't love it. Really? No. It's. I can see how it's a challenging book for people. Yeah, yeah I guess so. You know, it's yeah. not going to be everyone's... You know, I'm fine with people yeah. not liking the work. Yeah. It's... I just don't need to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. It's why I'm... Um, I, I'm very careful about social media. I yeah. Don't do I've never done Facebook or Twitter. Yeah. And I'm very carefully on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but otherwise, I just I don't I don't need to know. And you have to take that sort of approach to not know. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't make anything. No, but 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 to protecting yourself, you have to take that approach of not being on social media because if you didn't want to read reviews of your book and you were super easily findable someone's going to send it to you um, someone's going to go oh, hey did you see this review of your book yeah and you know you're going to click on the link of course you are of course you are and it's going to happen and yeah. so you, you it's it's a funny one yeah like, you and know. I actually wasn't I didn't know that that was part of it because mm. I'd been putting art in public spaces for a little while yeah yeah and but People don't write reviews in the same way no. about art. And it's also in the public eye for a much shorter amount of time. Yeah. It's either the the show ends and then the work either goes into somebody's marble foyer or into your garage. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone forgets about it. Mm. Like, it's life. That's its yeah. life. It's yeah. done. Yeah. The book just keeps on living. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's exhausting. <laughs> and a lot of people don't... I mean, you know, there, is, there are exhibitions where you pay to go in, but a lot of people get to wander into something for free, yeah. have a look around, and if they don't like it, they don't like it. Yeah. But if someone spends drops 20 bucks or 30 bucks on a book... I think, yeah, as that's, well... That's a different thing, Yeah, right? but like, also, like, if, if, you, if someone goes into an art exhibition and doesn't like it, they can be, well, you know, that's fine. What do I... Re- yeah. I'm not... I don't use clay or bronze or oil paints in my everyday life so this doesn't bother me no but if they pick up something like book and they're like how dare they take words which is something that i use every day yes and make it this <laughs> yep. kind of indecipherable <laughs> trash yeah 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 <laughs> how dare they yeah totally totally <laughs> i mean so like i you know on a cl- I, I, I was real happy if my book got bad reviews by the way like oh. i'm happy if that happened and i i haven't seen a bad review of it it wasn't reviewed heaps but the reviews that i saw were actually pretty positive good which was nice but what i'm getting at was just that it was almost that i would have thought what a waste of space if someone wanted to you know sort of go i will do an actual hatchet job because this guy's written some bad reviews so we'll take it out on you know well basically i imagined that that could have happened and then i thought god as i say that's its own form of arrogance that's like me thinking people would care that much yeah. <laughs> so you kind of get over that pretty quickly yeah you know? well the two these books were both reviewed on national radio which mm. I, I i wasn't expecting that either that's um, got to be a frightening kind and of what it thing. gave me a fright both times because mm. i'm a regular listener to mm. national radio. yeah 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 um the first time they got the um the um like farming news editor to review it <laughs> Was it something like that? Like rural news? <laughs> the Wairapa connection. Whatever. And he, and of, 
obviously he was like, I don't know what this is. Wow. I don't understand. And, and just, it was, I was devastated surreal, because yeah. he was just like, he, he said, you know, why waste your money on this? Wow. But it's yeah. like he's never putting he's, money towards that. He like, said, he, said his, he went into yeah. a, a bookshop and said, um, is there much of a poetry scene at the moment? So don't ask him to review no, books, please. No. I'm I'm actually fine if I don't get a good yeah. review. That's fine, but like, make yeah. it be a smart bad get review, a please. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly. And for yeah. the second one, it wasn't bad, but she said up front, she's like, "This isn't the kind of thing I normally read. I like I like narrative poetry." And I find that strange. I did actually hear that review, and I find that strange. And I felt I thought that with that example, that's a bit like. You know, that that stuff I think needs to be a little bit better curated. So so yeah. I, I do album reviews on RNZ. Now yeah. I basically never I never take an album on there and say it's bad. Now the reason I've said plenty of albums are bad, but I'm only on there once a month talking about two albums. I yeah. wanna make them I wanna make it an experience where so I'm real happy for a person to go, I listen to your review on your recommendation I went out and checked that album I don't like it that's that's fine because I'm not I, I'm not going to get everyone's taste right yeah. but I would rather put into the world this is a thing that I liked and here's you should, why you, you should hear it you should check it out yeah. and you might like it yeah. that's a better thing to do than waste your five minutes going yeah. hey you know what you shouldn't listen to this piece of shit or you know, or you know this is not for me at all yeah. but I listen to it anyway or, or if if it's if it's something that you don't think is very good, yeah. then you can kind of be constructive about yeah, yeah. what they, you think its its flaws are. One of the first times I was on RNZ reviewing albums, the day that I was on, the new Adele album had just come out, and mm. of course she's quite a big deal. She you know, is. Like, and, I've and, heard. Yeah, and and <laughs> and they wanted me to talk about it, and I said, I will listen to it a couple of times this morning, and I'll talk about it, but it might not be the most positive review um but i'll do my best to talk about it. and they're like no that's fine we just think you know we should be current and that is the only time that i've gone on there and said this is what i don't like about this but you know if you're a fan you're going to ignore me and you're going to want to hear this right. anyway sort right. of thing so i did do that but every other time it's like i would rather take things on and and talk about why i like them yeah but if you're i mean that's why you listen to music right yeah you're not I looking mean, for stuff to oh don't get me wrong i mean like on my own website and when i used to write six album reviews a week for the Dominion Post you could absolutely say the odd thing was shit because you were chewing through heaps of things as well but no I agree with you like more often than not it's still better to say because you're not covering everything it's like well we might as well pick the things that we think offer something Paula Green's good like that yes isn't she yeah she's amazing she's so amazing she does such good work for all of us yeah um, and only reviews books that she she likes yeah and so you get like a big tick, a big nice, as I did, because she reviewed my book. And I was cool. like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That's like the Paula Green tick is a big yeah. thing. And it might only mean things to writers and obviously people who follow her, yeah. her page. But it's like, that's a good audience to be involved in. Mm-hmm. And if she can find some good in what you've done, you know, she's just not going to cover it if she doesn't like it. Yeah. And that's a really good that's exactly it like that yeah. becomes the way to to measure that yeah. but you know yeah I, it's funny talking to people about how they handle reviews and people say oh I don't look at them and it's like well you do unless you're cocooning yourself off social media you've got no say in the matter because yeah. someone is going to send you the review to look at yeah. and as soon as it's 
in your inbox or in front of you to click on, you're going to click yeah. on it. You're going to. No one, no one, no, no one, one doesn't. That. Yeah, I mean, you can do your best to not, you know, like I didn't know my, when my book got reviewed in the listener. I didn't know because I don't buy the listener that often. And someone sent me a message saying your book just got reviewed in the listener. That's quite a good review. So I went, oh hey, that's cool. Yeah. Like, but I wouldn't have known otherwise. Yeah. You know. Um, but you, you know, you you sound like you'll publish again. You've got poems. I hope so. You've 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 um, almost hinted at it, like that you you know that that there'll be a third book. Uh yeah. I mean, if if they'll take me. Yeah. I mean, I'm certainly going to write it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it'll even make it into the world. You but you started you this conversation very near the start of this conversation. You sort of made it clear that the writing has to happen because it, yeah. ha- it helps the, you the, the writing, work it's going to happen no matter what that's right the work is yeah. and, I, and I've always felt that way yeah. too like yeah. I've had people say oh will you so will you write another book and it's like doesn't matter if I do or don't I'm going to write yeah it's that's how like, I feel too yes probably I will write another book of and whether it's another book of poetry or not I don't know hmm. but I'm going to keep writing yeah. so I feel like that's the the thing that needs to happen mm. um, and do you feel this, you obviously feel the same way about the sculpting making? Yes. That that's uh, whether you exhibit it or not. Yeah. That's going to keep happening too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I. Uh, it's why I'm I'm not a, a travelling person, because um, I just I get kind of um, twitchy if I can't mm. just be kind of say goodbye now. I'm going to go make stuff for a while. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't need to sit on a beach mm. anywhere. Mm, it's mm. not not something I, I require. I just need a garage with um, some tools. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, do you do you like reading poems? Because I've yeah. seen you read and you're good at it, and you oh. appear to appear to like it. Oh, you mean like reading aloud? Reading aloud. Oh, I love, yeah. I love it. I'm asking because you were talking about the anxiety you felt around. Uh, publishing was there was there and is there an anxiety you have to get over to perform? I. Or you just love it. I love it. It's yeah. something I didn't know I loved. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, I really like it a lot. Tell me about Show Ponies, because I've not seen, I've not had the pleasure. It's always sold out Yeah. by the time I, which, which in a way, knowing that it always sells out and knowing some of the people involved, and I've talked to, you know, a few of them mm-hmm. and read plenty of work by by many of the people involved I sort of know it's hallmark of quality but tell so me about it is, is absolutely wild so for those, for anyone who doesn't know what show is it's um, it started it was Freya Daly Sadgrove's idea um, and she continues to produce and direct it and sometimes perform in it and what it is is it's um, poetry it's poets who um are not going to be dusty um, people sitting mm. at a desk in a mm. cabin in the woods. Mm. It's poets who are going to be pop stars. And there's going to be backup dancers. That was the original idea. And now there are backup dancers, backing tracks and drum kits. Mm. And there's also lighting and costumes and dry ice. And the crowd, the crowd like, responds as if they're at a pop concert. Yeah. It's... um. That's how I understood it. It's like rock star poetry. It is rock star or, poetry. Or pop concert poetry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's it's had um, 
three iterations now. Yeah. Um, and with, we, we're, when I say it sells out, it packs out a venue like Meow. Yeah. And it's packed to the gunnels and sold out. Packed. Yeah. Um, the, the second time round, they um, ended up putting on a second show, mm. which also sold out. Yeah. Um, so hundreds of people go to it. Yes. Yeah. Go, to, go awesome. to a poetry isn't reading. that amazing so isn't cool that, not that you do it for that validation but if you ever needed it isn't that all the validation you need to mm-hmm. get up and read a poem that yeah. that, met, that many people are yeah um, you know it's also lovely to um, read poems in bookshops to 10 people yeah that's also wonderful yeah but it's nice that that's not the only way to do it yeah yeah now that there's also this other version of a poetry reading mm. yeah um, and also, it's just an opportunity for... I mean, I've always had fantasies about wearing mesh tops and um, and um, flower wigs and um, sequined hot pants. I mean, I've always thought about it. Yeah, yeah. But so again, this gives you... Opportunity just hadn't come up. And it, you know, this gives you the space to do that. Yeah, yeah. poetry was the way in. <laughs> Which you wouldn't have guessed at to the time either. To my outfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing. I mean, yeah. you wouldn't have, yeah, you wouldn't have put that together yeah. in your mind that that'll be your way to get to either of those things. No. Um, yeah, I must, the next time I must get in and be an early early ticket buyer. I mean, yeah. I think one, one time I, I was away or something, there was a reason beyond that, but I know I missed out on tickets. Yeah. The next one, um, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say, so mm. Um, mm. I'll just say that the next one is an all-new lineup. Oh, so cool. all, all new wow. people. Yeah, yeah, it's quite exciting. It's, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, things like that with poetry are amazing. I mean, I was in that um, um, drag one at the Verb Festival. That's right, I saw ago. that. That was yeah. so excellent. That was amazing, that whole thing. Like, yeah. that was me and Tay and Pip Adam. And yeah. That's the most nervous I've ever been for doing a reading ever. Really? Yeah, well, I just thought, why am I in this company? You know, like, I just went, fuck. Because I think Tay had just won the award or oh, right, whatever right. and Pip had just won the award for her novel <laughs> and I was just like you're famous yeah yeah sure but more <laughs> more infamous I think um, if anything but you know it was more like shit and also I, none of us actually really quite knew how the drag component was properly going to work which was backed up with Chris who organized it mm. saying to me and this is, I finally relaxed about two minutes before the event happened because Chris came over and said, are you nervous? And I said, yeah, but I'm into it. And he goes, that's great because he goes, I have no idea actually how this is going to go or if it's even going to work, yeah. but we'll find out. And when he said that, I was like, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's that's all I need to know. That means this is a, a, a gamble in that's the right a, way. That's something to we should all remind ourselves at every possible moment that nobody knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought, like, that's the... And that was that became the angle in or something. Like, that just became the, 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 the vote that I needed. It was mm-hmm. like, well, the guy who's put this together isn't sure it's going to work, <laughs> but he's really open to the possibilities of it. Yeah. You know, there, there are bigger things at stake here than whether I think I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Like, I'll just get up and do what I'm going to do, and it's either going to... Work. But that was what I was blown away by was, and I guess this is the power of the Verb Festival in particular, 
But yeah, I, I felt like a rock star there. Yeah, doing it poetry. was because it was at Caroline. Eh? Yeah, so and, it like, was packed out. Yeah, yeah people were cheering. Great, great and stuff. little venue for that. But yeah, people were into it, and yeah. they were like, yeah, like people wolf whistling and yeah. whooping and hollering over know, poetry. I know, and it was just like this is fucking cool. It's yeah. like talk about finding your people, right? You just I go, know. man, how lucky am I to be in a space with people that that want to be here mm-hmm. and aren't turned off by what I'm saying. Like, yeah. that's brilliant, you know, because it isn't always like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, well, we've had a pretty epic chat. Is there anything you wanted to, that you wished I'd asked you or that you wanted to talk about no, that, that didn't? feels like a lovely, full conversation. Yeah. So. Do you want to read something else to finish? Sure. What do you think? Well, do you want to read something from the first book or are you too embarrassed? <laughs> do you want to leave that as it is? Um. I don't know. I mean, there's so much in this new book that I love. Um, I'm just trying to think. I think I'd better something yeah. from a new one. I'm just trying to think what uh, I want to get you to read. I was thinking about this earlier. That I really like a couple of the... Um, well, do you want to read the book one? the bookstore one. Oh, that's a good idea yeah yeah, yeah. 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 since we referenced that okay yeah uh, cool <clears throat> so this is one that's based on a um, chatting with a um, customer at a bookshop that I used to work at and Simon occasionally works at mm. um, it's called Word I was a chief in Ethiopia. What do you think about that? Learning in school about Lenin and Marx and English in Ethiopia. When the Soviets fell, we laughed. We laughed at all the marble statues of Lenin in Ethiopia. I'm of Semitic heritage, so I know. Courtney Cox, Shakira, Michelle Obama, I know. Trump, Apollo, I know. I was a chief in Ethiopia and now I'm a born-again New Zealander. Māori stories, knowledge, I want it, I want to know. Reading is leading, but equality. Gaddafi had a green book, just like Chairman Mao had a red one. Equality, listen, we are equal like the teeth of a jackass. I feel like that's a perfect ending. <laughs> cool, okay. I am a poet, I am very fond of bananas. I am bananas. I am very fond of a poet. I am a poet, I am bananas, I am a poet, I am bananas, I am a poet, I am a poet, I am very fond of bananas, I am bananas, I am very fond of a poet. I am a poet of bananas, I am a poet, I am very fond, a fond poet of I am I am. Very bananas, fond of Am I bananas? Am I a very poet? Bananas of a poet Am I fond? Am I very poet? Bananas, I am I am fond of a very poet, poet bananas. bananas I am fond of a very I am a very fond bananas Bananas, I am a poet Am I bananas? I am a very fond bananas Am I a poet? I am a very fond bananas Am I a poet?